Welcome to Nerds of Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. And this is Sam Kiss. Welcome to another episode. Another show? Shepisode? I don't. I couldn't figure out what word I was going to say. It's a show, show episode. episode. It's a show episode. Yeah. Which is different than most episodes. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that goodness. Um, the same thing I say every show. Go do that. Go give us a ranking. <laughs> go on iTunes. Leave us five stars. Or whatever podcast your app you're using. Go leave us a review. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Sam? Positive or negative. I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Yeah, you're a little um, punch drunk. I'm a little punch drunk. One too many hits in the mouth with the snake. Whatever the genie said. You saw that, right? What? Aladdin. Yeah, I've seen Aladdin. It came yes. out in like the 90s. Yeah. It was an animated Disney film. I saw it in the theater. It was a blue genie. Blue the Robin Land. You heard that? Anyway, uh, so first before we get into anything, uh, we have a, a correction. We had a, a negative email. Iago. The parrot's name was Iago. It was. Voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. The Aflac duck. The old Aflac duck. He got yeah. fired. Yeah, for negative comments. Yeah. Rob Williams also is no longer doing the genie. Voice. Yeah, he's dead. <sighs> no respect. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the obvious. That's true. Though. So anyway, we got a negative uh, email in the last about the last podcast. What? So we were under the uh, impression on the last podcast that the Wrestling Observer, mm-hmm. Loon's Letter Awards, Loom's letter? Newsletter. Newsletter. Uh-huh. Awards were the purely Dave Meltzer's opinions award. They are. Apparently they're not. They're not? So they're all voted on by f***ing marks that follow name Dave Meltzer. F***ing marks. There's, there's a difference between marks and fucking marks. Yeah, so apparently the, the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter is voted on by fans that follow Dave Meltzer or the internet community as a whole, and that is how they tally up all their votes and who wins whatever category. What is it, like an open-ended... It's open-ended, I think. Completely? Completely, I think. It's not like when WWE does the... We're going to let the fans choose the stipulation for this match in a vote. Now, do you guys choose a regular one-on-one match? Or do you guys choose a street fight? No, I think it's and all... Then everyone, and then it's like 85% street yeah. fight. Wow. we Thanks for picking. It's like, what? That's not... That's not... That's not that's I think not it's real. completely like filling the blank spot okay. kind of thing. It kind of more explains... The people that follow Dave Meltzer are going to be more... <laughs> How about you say that? Is it, first of all, as if you're not one of them. I, I do follow Dave Meltzer. I like him. You completely agreed with everything that he says more often than not. <sighs> Yeah, uh, more often than not. You're a Meltzerite. I'm not. On the last podcast, I I said it. I don't like. Sometimes I think he's completely off base. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I do agree with him because he likes New Japan, and that's my favorite promotion. So he's not wrong about any of that. You and I, we don't discuss the fact that you and I actually do have very contrasting tastes on certain in, things. In a lot of things. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we both like wrestling, so it's not. We, we appreciate each other's opinion, I suppose. So, we do a podcast together. So. This is true. But whoever was upset about that, f- that guy. That's all I got to say. I mean, but it, it, it just proves the people that follow Dave Meltzer have the, the same almost opinion as him. Because I would never look at that list and be like, oh, Dave Meltzer didn't make this list. No, that was the no, funniest seemed, part. It, is that it, was, it seemed was, like it was his list. Yeah. But it's also just, I don't know. It seems like... I, I borderline don't believe it. It's 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 like the whole Roman Reigns won Superstar of the Year back in two thousand. It was like was was it where they had him and four other heels, and it's it's like when when uh when I was a kid and I would watch like TRL and then they would say that this is the number one music video in the country. And as a kid, I'd cynically say, no, this is the number one video picked by teenage girls between the hour of two and three on a, on a Wednesday. You know, kind of. That's not the same. That's not the same thing. Well, there's our correction. So, so sorry. We, I, we apologize. I would. I. I display my regret. There you go. Yeah, I regret. Sorry, I saying, didn't research it more. There may, that's the way to say it. We didn't research. I, I, I didn't research it yeah. at all. We just look at the list. Yeah. So, all right, let's move we on. We jump to conclusions. We use yeah. our jump to conclusions, Matt. Yeah. But I think that that's the way of everything. You, no one knows everything for you. Like, why would? You don't know that that's not a work? Just because it says it's a vote doesn't mean that that's actually what happened. I think they actually have the numbers of what you can go on. How do you know that's not a work? I don't know. I mean, The Montreal Screwjob was a work. I still think that was a work. Wow. Okay, let's move on. Um, this weekend had a, a pretty big show for New Japan. Speaking of New Japan? Yeah, speaking, speaking of New of, Japan. Let's yeah, go ahead God, and stay on the subject. Damn it. Why was it such a big show? 
Because it was uh, in California? It was in California. Their second year. We're talking show. about uh, Strong Style Evolved. Mm-hmm. It hasn't even been a year since the last time they were there. It was eight months ago. Okay. Yeah, so the last one was G1 at the beginning of the G1. So, And then they announced at the show. God, that has been last year. Yeah. It feels like it was a long time. It feels like forever ago. And they announced the next show is going to be in America in July or June in San Francisco. Well, okay. So they're doing another one pretty soon. I think that's the start of the G1. But you watched the show. Yeah, unfortunately. No, I, I, I watched the show. It was a good show. It was all right. It was <laughs> How okay. you say it like that? It was okay. It was good. It was really good. I actually really enjoyed it. I, obviously, the, the last match was crazy and kind of hard to watch at moments. But uh, mm-hmm. as a whole, the whole show was really good. I thought, I know a lot of people are giving, are giving Jay White a lot of flack for not, I guess, putting on what has become the norm of New Japan standard title matches, especially for the Intercontinental Championship or the United States Championship, I should say. Yeah, because Kenny's had it up until this point. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's see that's where the problem. I don't. What happened to? I'm so I I, I want to say a lot, but but they're also pushing Zack Saber Jr., who I love, and I love the way I love all the kind of matches. So I really I have nothing to say. I I really can't complain about any of the things that they're doing with the Young Bucks with the Bullet Club. So I know you're very upset about all the drama that's happening in the. Bullet I'm not Club. upset. I'm more interested. I don't know where it's going. Like, what's the end result to any of this? I was more upset watching the Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Bucks match because... as you So it was see, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, the Golden Lovers. Golden Lovers against the And the, the tag Young match Bucks. against the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess, was more dramatic because there's obvious there's an obvious conflict between Kenny and Cody. Which they're building mm-hmm. to that at Supercard of Honor for Ring of Honor. In two weeks. In, or a week. Uh, next week. And there's been a lot of storytelling in, in a very dramatic traditional wrestling kind of standard which is weird when you think of new japan as being more of the i don't want to say shoot wrestling but they tend to lean more towards stories based mostly just on athletic competition not a lot on the drama and this is very dramatic Mm -hmm. told through shows here and there told through to being an elite show so i like i like that aspect of it I just still am not, you know, I feel like, I don't know where it's, I just, I feel like there's some swerve coming that I don't know, and I don't know what it is. I feel that way too. I keep like, I feel like there's playing like, all this, like, storylines they can possibly spin off of this, mm-hmm. and all of them don't make a lot of sense, so I'm like, what am I missing that's going to happen? I'm just surprised that, so the Bullet Club started with Finn Balor, or Prince De- Fergal Devitt, mm-hmm. Prince Devitt, years ago, 2013, 14, something like that? And so the Bullet Club's been around for a long time and it hasn't slowed down. And it's just, it's just, I keep waiting for the finger poke of doom for the faction. I keep waiting for it to I think fracture, for it to split. I think we're seeing it And for it, it to right run now. its course, but it, but it hasn't yet. And I guess that's because it hasn't been as mainstream as other things. I think we're seeing the, the WCW. parts of it. It will be a different Bullet Club, I think, after next week. Yeah. It's a different Bullet Club now. So you got a Bullet Club member. But when does it jump the shark? Has it already jumped the shark? It hasn't for you. No, no, not at all. And I think for most people it hasn't just because people are enjoying the storyline that's going on. So just because you're not into it. I am into it. I like I like how like, So you just asked you think it jumped the shark, which means you think it jumped the shark. I'm ask I'm asking if it hasn't already. No, I don't think so. Do you think that it will? Do you think that it has to? Do you think that they'll they'll kill it before it does, or do you think that it'll burn itself out wwe has a tendency to do the latter where they they beat it until beat it it's into gone. the ground yeah. they, they occasionally won't they they killed off dx and then they brought it back brought and it ruined back. it they ruined the nwo they did it with the shield the shield was a good they killed the shield off before it had time to flicker away like the white family right white family is a good example of that was really hot for a long for a while and then it's just you see Harper and Rowan, it's like they had to repackage them. It's like, and that's a disappointment. Because, you know, because it's like... Just because of the gimmick. They all had to be repackaged. Yeah. All of them. And that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, Bray's getting repackaged right now. So... And they don't allude to Braun's involvement with them at all. It's like it didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know what happens with the Bullet Club. I really don't. I don't know if we start getting different factions of it. Do certain factions become something completely different? But is you that... get the OG uh, Bullet Club members becoming their own Bullet Club and everything else is something different. But would you say that it's in... Would you say that that element of the dr- the dramatic kind of in-faction side of this contradicts what you would argue was the appeal of the bullet club to begin with as a as a gaijin faction in new japan where it wasn't 
they didn't tell stories this way. I mean, they did do stuff like this. They did the stuff with Maria and yeah. the Kingdom, and they, it's not. And they have and Suzuki Gun is rife with ridiculous characters mm-hmm. and things like that. But just the Bullet Club is different from what it was when it started. But that doesn't bother you because you're. But is it? Are you invested because you think the stories are actually compelling, or does it? Or the story is inherently compelling just because I like you were already invested so in the people where it's like they can almost do no wrong. It's a little bit of both. It yeah. really is. Because, I mean, right now, all my favorite wrestlers are in the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And this is a story that involves not just the Bullet, I mean, Bullet Club against somebody else. It's just Bullet Club against themselves. Uh, I don't know. I, I It's it's my favorite storyline going on in wrestling right now. Wow. Especially after this past weekend. There's just so much other stuff they built on because of this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. You get the uh, G.O.D. fighting Cody, which is... Like, I'm more... I am I get... I remember when Cody tried to throw the towel in last year. Yes. And I was excited about the Cody rift. Cody and Kenny. And then they... I feel like I'm excited about their clash at Ring of Honor. I, I know that inherently when we're there, it'll be crazy good. I just don't know. I, I guess it is because I don't know where it's going. It feels like it feels like it's false conflict. I don't think the Young Bucks are going to break up like they're teasing that they're going to do. No. I know that they got to break up Kota, Ibushi, and Kenny at some point. No. Because they got to have the matchup. That won't happen for a while. It's not going to happen. I mean, but soon. it will happen. It will happen. No. I guess I'm just. So I don't want to. I don't want to say that li- because you don't know where it's going. No, I'm not. It's that's not. That's the opposite of what you should be. You well, want. No, you don't want it to it's know not, where it's going. It's not that. It's that. It's that because the Bullet Club is such a overtly parody of wrestling factions, it's like they set it up where everything that happens is what happens every time. So I'm just waiting for more and more shoes to drop. So I'm not as invested in just because it makes it just it's too meta, I guess. I just I'm waiting for the next thing to happen. So what you're saying, it's too meta because the leader of the Bullet Club went off with his quotation mark quotation mark boyfriend to go join his own tag team part and no, there are people not... jealous of that tag team and so everything's the, fine and everything's no, no, fine they're doing it in an interesting way i'll i'll say that no it's just it's also that i'm just i've been watching wrestling for too long maybe mm-hmm. i don't know i i know that everyone breaks up eventually so it's hard, like the tease of will they or won't they break up doesn't which is why i think this is there's more going to be about this story than what we're seeing right now. But what if there isn't? Would that if there disappoint isn't, you? I, it's still good because I'm still enjoying the ride okay. as going through yeah. right now. For I sure. I don't want to shit on your parade or anything yeah, like yeah, that. No, I mean, no, I, no. I, mean yeah, I am enjoying it. I just, I don't know. I'm enjoying the stuff with Braun Strowman not having a tag team partner more. Because that, that's the, I'd like, it's, I'm at this point, I like the idea of, that's real unexpected to me, I guess. The idea of WWE having potentially someone being tag team champions by themselves. But they're going to act like they're not going to do, which I think is what they should do. Yeah, I think that's what they should do. But that's what I mean is there's things where I would never think they would do that because it's, I'm still not sure they're going to beca- do that. Part so. of it is because it's stupid, you could argue, but I just don't think that they would. So you don't think they're going to do that. Like a few weeks ago, you would have never. Th- what are they doing with Braun Strowman? The rumors that he was a placeholder for if Brock doesn't do the show with Roman for whatever reason. So then, is what is he going to do? And no one said. Well, he's going to challenge for the tag team championship, and we won't know who his partner is. No one, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, AJ took over the Bullet Club kind of without any ceremony. Finn left, and then AJ just kind of plopped in there without any reason, really. And a lot of people critiqued that because there wasn't really no storyline into it. It was just now AJ Styles is in the Bullet Club, and now he's just he's just here because he's an American, so he's with us. And he's going to get a shot at the title. And he did. And he won. It was just like, but there's no reason for that. So then they, they took care of that by having, you know, he got beat up by the Bullet Club when he left. And then Kenny came, Kenny in, came in and yep. kind of took over. And they got rid of Carl and, and uh, Doc Gallows. So after that, the president just was set where if one of them left, they would get kicked out. Now, that's not what's happening. I don't think that any of them are leaving to go join other factions or anything like that. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. How about you play the, the wait and see? We'll wait and see. Wait and see. We're going to be we're gonna be in the building live during maybe the peak of the story arc, possibly, mm-hmm. in a week, which I'm super excited about. There's so much happening. We need to talk about what we're doing at WrestleMania. Before, how do you feel about the Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks match? 
I thought it was good. I mean, I like there's something about when you watch the New Japan guys and the during the American audiences. The Japanese audiences are very invested, but they're very quiet during a lot of things, but then they will react. So it, it, it punctuates a lot of the big spots every time. You'd almost think that they'd never seen a moonsault before when yeah, you watch yeah, yeah. certain New Japan matches, which it doesn't mean that they're bad. I just think I, I, I like that a lot. I love watching the contrast of different cultures during wrestling uh, contests. So when you're watching that same kind of matchup, but on, in America and everyone's just kind of they're rowdier, I guess. I like that kind of energy. I was a kid. I remember I always, I, I really started getting really into ECW because of that like kind of carnal crowd reaction. And it's become such a norm now that I, we've talked about it before where I almost feel like it, it, it hinders crowds because then, because now everyone is expected to do that and be, they play because they want that kind of reaction. So then if they're not getting their reaction, it's like audiences are just dead because they mm-hmm. don't have, they don't have a specific chant to do and things like that. But that being said, None of that was a problem during this match. So the energy was there. And I thought the Young Bucks with the ones injured and the other one has to carry the match for him. They're doing a lot more Great storytelling, storytelling yeah. than people give them credit for. Me personally, I, that was my biggest complaint about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega is that they were very spotty. Mm-hmm. Where they would just do... And they still it's, are. It's this move and then go to this move and then... Yeah, but, yeah. but they're finally starting to use it in terms of if you've watched us and you know what our stuff is and using that to tell a story within their moveset, it's, they're still, I don't want to call them spot fest, but they still do all that over the top stuff, but they do it more deliberately and purposefully than they used to. AJ Styles said the same thing. I, a lot of people didn't like, he was always phenomenal, but he was never considered a main event guy outside of WWE because they thought he did too much flippy stuff. Right. He, he was never going to be like a main event WWE guy because he wouldn't do the storytelling aspect of things. And as he got older, he started limiting his moveset. And I really thought that that, whether it was because he couldn't do it, was smart enough that he shouldn't be doing it, whatever the reason, that he was better when he took out half of his moveset and made the other stuff he had mean more. And... Kenny's kind of doing the opposite of that, where he's adding a lot more, but it's so dangerous that you can't help but be yeah, captivated by there's, it. There were so many times in this this match that I'm just like, why don't please don't do this? Yeah. Or oh, that was almost really really bad. There was this the double super um, plex from the top rope mm-hmm. when they had uh, Nick up and they were both almost all went forward instead of backwards into the ring. And uh, you know, like under- what would happen if they if Kota Ibushi didn't stop them from going? the wrong way no undertaker um did an interview i don't know if it's recent a recent interview or if i just heard it recently where someone was asking him about the generation of wrestlers now and he was saying that he really he really enjoys them he thinks that there's a big difference in the ways they they wrestle and that they don't have the experience of the different kinds of storytelling that people like he grew up with of, of the psychology of matches but that they make up for it with their crazy spots and doing all this stuff and you have to respect for all the things that they're doing but that in the long run how smart of that is to do because they're gonna they're gonna well the you, odds of them injuring themselves well, you take go this, up and this up and up match they're, they're pretty sure one of the young bucks did really get hurt mm-hmm. uh, and kenny might have cracked his face open mm-hmm. uh, his orbital socket and go to abushi got a concussion all from this match and, and they're real. all and they're all gonna wrestle and they're all gonna wrestle in the week but two is, weeks but do you that's the thing is that um, I used to argue with my brother where he we would watch when we when he he loved all the ladder match stuff he was all into the the WWE style carnage which which is like the the PG like ECW Bloodfest all yeah. the all the TLC matches were violent but no one ever got busted open it was a, that weird kind of ultra violence because of the risk people are taking and after that kind of era died down after the attitude era they you know they still do ladder matches all the time and every time i watch one with him he always we always have end up having the same conversation where he says that they just don't do it the way they used to and i always bring up like you mean like those matches where where those people have to like they're trying to kill themselves to get over you always bring up hell in the cell or all these things where edge is retired because he broke his neck and ladder match where they go well it was a street fight but you know what i mean that 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 element of what is too far Mm -hmm. what do you need are you people not entertained? Is Russell Crowe said and Gladiator? It's the same thing. It's this the, match went too is far too at points. Because I thought I think that's 
I love New Japan, but that is my gripe with it. The like the, the the Dave Meltzer standard of this should be given this much appreciation because of the risk these guys are taking because of how horribly stiff or risk taking these matches are and then i think well yeah but also should they be doing this should that be the standard and the norm it's their standard and norm it's not ever going to be wwe standard and norm so i mean mean, it's an alternative to wwe so you don't have to i understand what you're saying because i've I've heard other people say this so they can't get into new japan because it looks like a lot of times they're really fighting or they're really hitting each well because they are for one thing well, Masawa, I think, is one of the greatest rest- Japanese wrestling legends of all time. And part of that has to do with the fact that he died in the ring because his neck neck gave out because he would fall on his neck for his whole career. Yeah. And then one day it just didn't it it didn't hold up anymore. And, then you, and look- you hold that to a standard. And then a lot of the guys like, uh, you know, how much of what happened with Chris Benoit happened because of stuff that he was doing. I don't. That's that's right. a much darker. But yeah. I mean, but it's this. But you could argue it's the same kind of thing. Then they take more precautions. Yeah, but see, they take and New Japan has it has a whole system in place to make sure people aren't wrestling with concussions and work, working really hurt, injured or anything like yeah, that. I mean, WWE says no more chair shots to the head. But then last year, Katsuyori Sabata says, "Okay, I'll just use my own head and hit." He's, you know, he's not the the norm, but he's not very far off from a normal yeah. New Japan guy. And you look at like um. Uh, Suzuki and Ishii in yeah. this this past weekend. I mean, there were elbow shots that they weren't faking. I know. Like the noise that was coming off of them were real impacts. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, which were it's kind of terrifying. It's horrifying. But that all being said, I can't get enough of it. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> so it's, a, a, it's it's my favorite promotion. As I always say on this podcast, I love New Japan. There's something about the wrestlers, the stories that they make inside the ring and the characters that they have that I just, I'm, I'm super excited. Next weekend, I'm going to see almost all of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. Yeah. Their Mania weekend. But it's like, it's like, if you see a car crash in a movie and then you see a YouTube video of an actual car crash, they're both trying to, they're both this evoking the same sentiment, except one is real. Okay. And should that be the one that's real? Should be that be accepted as the norm of entertainment? No, the norm of entertainment because is it, WWE. Yeah. So it's not the norm of entertainment. It's well, New Japan's norm of entertainment and kind of Ring of Honor is going that way too. So well, I mean, they they were. I think that they've receded from that. Yeah, actually, yeah. They, they they definitely become, have. You know, they've definitely went to more of a show show because yeah, they're trying to get sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about. Um, Pretty much all the shows we're going to go to on WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania week. Oh, I can't believe it's already here. We're it's this time next week. We will be in the city, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. I'm really so uh, we're going to take a break and we'll come right back. Was that? Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day life? Do your family or coworkers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good Good journey, journey, nerds. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app or stream us at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week, where your movie future is bleak and uncertain, comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Prince of Parish Road, the one and only Shao Mation sensation. 
You are listening to Nerds of the Squared Circle. By all means, don't you dare forget April 5th. There will be no WrestleMania without the number one promotion on the planet, Wildcat Sports and Entertainment, to kick it off. At the Sugar Mill, in partnership with WrestleCon, doors are at 5, show starts at 6. For me to tell you it's going to be a beautiful thing, huh? that would be a vast understatement. You should probably write that down. You know what wasn't good? What was not good? Um, JR's commentary of New Japan. Strong style involved. Well, well, he's not as knowledgeable as New Japan as he is when he's calling. I don't know. You know. It's just because I'm not used to him being attached to New Japan. But every single thing that came out of his mouth that whole entire night aggravated me. It's like sometimes he just says this random. It, 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 normal JR stuff where he just says something random. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't bother me at all watching an old match of WWE. Or even old NWA stuff. (laughs) Sure. But I'm seen on New Japan and I'm not used to it. Mm -hmm. And it aggravated me. And he doesn't know anybody. But why? I don't know. He knows them. He just doesn't know them know them. He He says Japanese names worse than I do. It's weird. I noticed that you're not the first person to complain about that. It does bother me too. But I've accepted it because... A few years, I I haven't been I've been disenchanted with Jr. for a long time mm. because before Jr. left WWE, he was already being like that. When he was around the Attitude Era, and he was babyface, and Jerry the King Lawler was heel, and they were the two standby guys, they were untouchable. And somewhere in there, I don't know if it's because Stone Cold wasn't there, and they just weren't. They were also getting older, so they weren't with the boys the way they used to be. You know, when when jerry lawler came into the company he was brought in as a talent as a wrestler and then he transitioned into being a commentator so i think he kind of knew a lot of the boys in the locker room and then kind of came up and then they became mentors to the new crew but then i don't know if there was a generational thing if it had something to do with when jr stopped being in charge of talent relations Mm -hmm. but then also they turned jerry the king lawler babyface and at the same time, they both seem to just not be as involved. Like, they seem more separate. Like, before it felt like they knew everybody that they were talking about. That JR really was upset if someone beat up one of the baby faces, and Jerry King all really was friends with all the heels. Mm-hmm. And then it just turned into where it just comes off like they're wrestling announcers. And I don't know what that is. If it's an age issue, if it's a they don't give a fuck anymore issue i mean i understand uh, why he was there he does the the voiceover commentary for new japan for access access tv but I'm like like sure. but like more ronaldo was the guy that did that for access tv before jr and then right. he came to wwe and people gave him a lot of flack for being passionate like part of it is also that they don't that there's a trend where they they don't want that over the top you know the rattles, like the stuff that the, mm-hmm. the calls that they used to do, they don't want them to be that over the top anymore. Yeah, but too. when you look at Kevin Kelly and Don, that's what you get from the New yeah. Japan stuff now. You get that. Yeah, and I mean, I you get you, there's a similar. But Don and Kevin between... Kelly know every single New Japan yeah. guy, and they know they're invested into the storylines. Don's hell, he's in some of the Bullet Club stuff. But so. like you know, when you're watching like WWE, for example, you know, how, can you can you tell people like Corey Graves? But you can, and I think part of it is because you can tell that Corey Graves does genuine research, and also yeah. is because he was a developmental wrestler with a lot of these guys. He really knows Kevin Owens. He, knows he really knows yeah. these guys, and I think that that's part of it. Is that Jr. when he was calling WWE, he's talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin and people Which that he watched wrestle that yeah. he knew, and when he was even calling John Cena and Randy Orton, he helped sign these guys. He kept with their development and things like that. When he's calling New Japan guys, he doesn't know anything about these guys. Even if he does research, it's still as like a fan and not as a coworker, I guess. And it's and for Jr. It doesn't feel as genuine because it's not coming off like he's the genuine genuine broadcaster that he used to be. If that makes sense, it feels like it's a guy. It's it feels more like a gimmick. So bottom line is, it sucked. I mean. <laughs> I'm never gonna say Jr. I love Jr. No, I see, but I but I agree. But I know what JR... you're saying, but I agree did commentary on every single match i ever watched yeah until i got back into wrestling commentary is hard though it's hard for me to critic anybody doing commentary well i mean 
Michael Cole sucks. Michael Cole sucks. But, but this and that's the thing. The reason Michael Cole sucks is because they. I don't want to say don't they want Cole, him to suck. I don't even think it's, it's Michael not his Cole's fault. fault. No, because there yeah. are there are times I've I've loved Michael Cole at times in the past. Yeah. <laughs> not recently. Not recently at all. But because it just it comes off as phony. Yeah. But they wanted to come off as phony. Not that's not the word they would use. But like he's coming off the way they want him to come off. It's just not our cup of tea, you know? So, anyway, let's move on from JR sucking a lot. <laughs> Beating up on JR. Good old JR. Good He's going to be in New Orleans, as will you and I and yeah. several God, thousands of other people. People from all over the country, um, all over the world. So, like I said on the last gonna be, podcast. You're going to be running into people. I went to WrestleMania in Orlando and stayed in a hotel room, and I was the only person in my entire hotel that I met that whole weekend that spoke english nice it nice. blew my mind yeah. and i'm not saying like like a bunch of people that spoke chinese it was like no like like everything every like language. seven or eight different nationalities all different all kinds of crazy like what is this this doesn't even make sense and no one knew what and there's those like you know the concierge was was you know having a field day trying to figure out how to explain how to get around miami to all these people because none of them are from there and it's and then you know miami's you know florida that's what's so cool about doing wrestlemania in new orleans is that new orleans is already a place home. That i think for us for us but it's also a place that people want to visit i would imagine if i lived somewhere else and i wanted to come to america or travel yeah, to that's new orleans the, that's the weird thing because i've talked to other people from other places like oh new orleans you, you live there and like man i avoid that place like the plague yeah i know you <laughs> so, really do um, yeah, you're freaking out it's weird i was talking because we were talking about things to do between shows and, I, and you got kind of excited about doing things like, oh yeah, I forget that you don't go to the I, city. I go, I go, I go like once a month or something like that. Yeah. yeah, but it's not like I have to have a reason to go over there. So if this for everybody else, we live like thirty minutes out of the city, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a short drive to get to the city. Across a very long bridge. Yeah, we we live on the other side of the longest bridge over water in the, the world. Longest something. <laughs> this is the longest freestanding bridge. Sure. Something like that. So anyway, we like I said on the last podcast, we had a bunch of people messaging us about they're going to come in the city and do uh, maybe meet up. We're going to tell you the shows we're going to be at. Mm-hmm. And you should see us wearing shirts. Um, there's the Square Circle shirts. Or well, they should know what we shirts. look like. They, or you know what we look page like. And look at come and say hello to yeah, us. Come say hi. So there's a good chance if you're going into the city for WrestleMania, you're going to be at some of the shows we're going to. We're there's going so to, many. We're going to a lot, and we're going to some of the biggest ones. So I want to go... I'm a, I'm upset that we can't go to all of them. There are quite a few things because we, you have to do a whole like, or I'm going to be here at this time, so that means I'm going to miss this <laughs> yeah. and this, yeah, because I can't make it to the other side of town, or it's at the, literally the same time. Well, I went to um, the first time I went to WrestleMania when I was a kid. I mean, I wasn't a kid; I was, it was in my early twenties. But I was, I thought I was so, aw- it was so awesome that I went to WrestleMania. Then I get home and. I don't know. I was following some guy's blog about wrestling at the time, which seems so archaic to say blog on a podcast now. But he was talking about how he went to this Ring of Honor show and then this Dragon Gate USA show and how those were the best thing of the whole weekend. And I went, what? I didn't know there was other wrestling things to do during WrestleMania weekend. I didn't even think about that. So the next time I went, I tried to find it. And there was Ring of Honor and like maybe one or two other things. And I felt like I felt like a weird like. Yeah, I'm really, you know, like, I knew what I was talking, like, I was really into, re- and then when you would go to those places, there would be like maybe 400, 500 people there, maybe. Fast forward a few years, and now there's what, like 50 promotions they are going to be doing shows this weekend. Yeah, pretty much at every hour, on the hour. There's at least three shows going three on. Three different shows going on everywhere. Yeah. All over the city. It's insane. And there's more that aren't even on official list. Yeah, because so they're I, so I small. just going through some websites, and they're like... Oh, we're gonna be at this hotel, yeah. at this uh, convention center of the convention center of the hotel. Um, come by, tickets are ten dollars. I know people don't like a lot of the guys that aren't in WWE don't like calling it WrestleMania weekend because they want to promote their own stuff. Obviously. It's wrestling weekend. Yeah, wrestling weekend. But at the same time, it's mania it weekend. never feels like the word is so appropriate now because yeah. it really is WrestleMania. There is just wrestling everywhere you go. If you have if you're not if you haven't already if you're on the fence about whether or not you were gonna go, go buy a ticket, go to WrestleMania, go to New Orleans, go to all the shows that we're going to because we picked the best ones, I think. But 
it's 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 crazy and there's such a variety of things too that's my favorite thing about it is that so, you get to go see so many different things so like one of the the things that i, I was really really set on is because i wanted to see a lot of the uh, lucha underground guys and yeah. they announced they're going to the impact show we're not going to that show <laughs> but uh earlier that day is a uh, crash crash wrestling yeah crash wrestling which has all the lucha on the ground guys lucha 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 all, all those... lucha show yeah like we're going to an all lucha show i know that's at noon on friday it's a noon on friday noon on friday it's so... part of the wrestle gun so so there's if you're if you haven't bought tickets or if you're looking at it, there's two major kind of organizations for the wrestling events that are going on during the weekend beyond besides wwe the wwn is the world wrestling network which kind of helps promote Certain a bunch of different promotions. like smaller brands, and they work with uh, shows promotions like Evolve, Progress, Kaiju Big Battle, uh, Shimmer, things like that. And then WrestleCon does a thing every year where it's kind of, it's like Comic Con but for wrestling, and then they help sponsor shows, especially with a lot of guys that help promote and work with them. And that's where Rev Pro Crash Impact's going to be there with them this year wildcat sports which i'm really excited about going to see i mean we go to wildcat sports all the, all the time, time but it's it's different when there's so much going on around it i mean i would be excited about going to wrestle to a wildcat show anyway but the the idea that it's in new orleans and that's where they would be doing it but then there's all this other stuff going on too because they have a lot of stars on the show yeah, the car, their card looks freaking amazing for wildcat it's such a way. crazy old school like attitude era main event yeah fatal for because it's jay space the champion He's going to be a crash too. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Um, Jay Spade is the Wildcat champion. He's defending against Billy Gunn, Steve, Stevie Richards, and Hardcore Holly, nice. which is such a crazy, that's a weird, weird kind of like thing that's happening at our local promotion. Yeah. And then Hurricane Helms is going to be there. He's teaming with Edge Grinstone against the Pump Patrol. Right. The the mo- I, the the match that everyone is excited that keeps that people keep talking about is that Johnny Flex is getting. A title, a title shot. shot. He's yeah. fighting Ken Dixon for the Revolution title, which is crazy. If you haven't, if you've listened to our podcast, I'm sure we've talked enough about Johnny. Fl- we've probably talked about Danny Flamingo the most because he came on the show. He's fighting Matt Lancey, which I you know you're probably excited about because you like Matt. You like anybody with the spear? He's got a you nice like spear, man. Well, he's such a and a beard. He's so. I don't want to say that Matt Lancey's scary because I know Matt Lancey. He's a he's a he's a nice guy, but he's so intense. He's he he's the kind of guy that can do who'll do four moves, and you'd rather fight someone that will beat you up for like an hour than take those things from him because he's so vicious. I guess is that the word? He's gonna he is, so that's gonna be it's, it's Jeff Cobb's gonna be there with Jeff Socorro. Cobb? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's gonna be a good match too. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, the whole Wildcat match. I mean, uh, card. Oh, is and really then good. Uh, the uh, they're having like a um, like the a gener- father son the father thing? son generation. So Luke Hawks, who runs Wildcat, is t- has been teaming with his son at some shows, but then they're getting Damien and Bastia six six six. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Which I've never seen them team together before. I'm sure that they have, but I mean, you know, why would they not have? But so those two guys, because every time they we would I would show anybody um, Bastia six six six, they always say like. Oh, I know him, and I was like, "No, that's actually his dad." And I didn't realize the prevalence because his because because Damian Six and Six is a big lucha mm-hmm. legend. So that alone happening, and then uh, Paige's big brother um, is also going to be fighting in the match with his son. So it's 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 a triple threat tag team of father and son, multinational. Which I don't think I can't think of any other match that's. That's a weird, it's a weird thing when you think of, when something like that happens and it's touted as like, this has never happened before. And you're like, yeah, I can't think of any time it happens. But that's weird. Why would that not have happened yet? So the Wildcat show is on, they're actually the first show of the whole entire weekend. Yeah. Six o'clock on Thursday night. So if you're in the town early on Thursday, make sure you go see uh, the Wildcat show. And then after that is the WrestleCon show, which Which, is already, which is sold out really quick. Sold out completely. And I think that's sold out purely, but I think that's the, uh, the best friends uh chucky t and beretta versus the uh, golden lovers versus the golden lovers uh ishii is going to have a match with jeff cobb there which i really want to see well they have you can still get tickets they're just going to be you know jacked up you get them on secondary secondary market i'm glad a few of them are going down the money night raw after wrestlemania tickets have gone down but they've been like Ticketmaster has like 300 level like $20 seats going for like $200. God, that's crazy. 
because they have a new thing where based on demand they raise the prices on online now i hate, I hate Ticketmaster. so the base you can get is like 150 dollars in the in the smoothie king center which you should never have to pay that much money to sit in the Smoothie King Center, if only because it's called Anywhere's. the Smoothie King Center. Um, and then at midnight on Thursday is Beyond Wrestling. Which I'm really excited. They just announced, Tony Storm just announced that she's fighting Timothy Thatcher. God, that's going to be so great. I have to go. I'm going to have to catch that show. I mean, I'm, but I'm going to be working the Wildcat show and then the WrestleCon show. So that's the thing is that then there's another promotion, which you'd have to go to another venue because all the WrestleCon shows are all going to be in one venue. All the WWN shows are going to be in one venue, so you can pick a so it's the Sugar kind of Mill a promotion or uh, the Convention Center. Yeah, I I recommend going to the WrestleCon this year just because they really have stacked it up. I mean, the idea that their their big sh- their biggest show is on Thursday. Yeah, that's crazy. That the weekend is is essentially starting on a Thursday. You know, so Friday lunch time, like we said earlier, is going to be a crash. Mm-hmm. So there'll be all the Lucha guys. Um, Austin Aries is going to be there. I think he's mm-hmm. in the main event. All the Lucha on the ground guys are all there. Yeah. So these are all guys that I never thought I was going to be able to see because you just and the I only, Lucha on the ground guys never tour and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm going to get to see all them. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, Mexico and California based stuff barely they, ever come they, out this way. Like as a, like Bastia comes to Wildcat, right? And the, and occasionally Pentagon will come mm-hmm. and wrestle in the area. But we don't get a lot of luchadors locally for whatever reason, um, at least lately. So the idea of that kind of coming over and doing that is going to be really crazy. And then RevPro is kind of the four, opposite spectrum where there's the British wrestling. It's all the British guys that are full of New Japan guys. Yeah, and they're all, yeah, it's all, New, <laughs> Japan all New Japan guys. Like New Japan has some of well, British belts. Strong Style is taking over yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is in the main event of this against uh, Ishii. Ishii. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. about that. Those are my two favorite New Japan guys. Yeah, that's kind of Other crazy. than Okada, but yeah. they really are my two favorite guys. So they've wrestled before, but Jeff, this is going to be awesome. Jeff Cobb is having a match with Suzuki. Oh my god! Which I'm, I'm I don't know who I'm more worried about. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there's quite a few other ones in the Red Pro. The Red Pro I'm really excited for. Uh, mm. All those matches look great on there. And then we're going to go to probably yeah. the WWN Super, Super show. show. Only because we're trying to, the diversity of going to all the other shows and meeting as many wrestlers and doing as much as we possibly can. Yeah, so the Super Show is at 7. Well, at... Mercury Rising, not to be confused mm-hmm. with the WrestleCon Super Show. Yeah. It's the WWN's version of their, but... it's their Super Show. And that's going to be awesome, which Zack Sabre Jr. is also going to be on because Zack Sabre Jr. is... Yeah, everywhere we're, we're gonna see awesome. zach saber jr like four times i saw him like five times last year yeah. i saw sammy cal uh, sammy callahan took we were watching beyond wrestling which i didn't we didn't mention this about beyond wrestling beyond wrestling is weird in that it's not there's no seats huh there's no seats yeah. there's no chairs near the ring so you just come as close to the ring as you possibly can so if you can get those shirt get to those shows early you can lean on the apron as disrespectful as you want to call that or not that is how they do the show so mm-hmm. if you want to do that that's the show. You're never. You're not going to have the opportunity to get as close as you can for as reasonable of a price, right? And and it's one of those where you never know who's going to show up. But that's what's so crazy about WrestleCon is because guys come in and they just book as much as they can. So there's big stars wrestling all over the place. You know, you never really know who's going to show up where, other than WWE guys. But even some of those guys, the lines are being blurred so much. I I would not even. I would imagine we're going to see some WWE guys at some of these house shows. Isn't that crazy? That's though? weird. Yeah. We're definitely going to see the UK guys. Oh, the, yeah. The, yeah. Those will be all over. Oh, especially Progress. We're going to Progress on yeah. Saturday. And they're all still wrestling with Progress. I think so Pete Dunn, is he still Progress champion? He might have lost it. I think. I don't know. I'm, I feel I'm bad that sure. I haven't. So on the last thing on Friday is Joey Jal- Jalaninas. How you say Joey Janella. Janella. Come on. Uh, spring break. That's at a midnight show. That's a midnight show on Friday night. So that'll be the last show on Friday. Uh, on Saturday, Progress mm-hmm. at noon. So that's all the British guys. British strong style. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Zack so Sabre cool. Jr. It, it, is there again. They have a very um, punk rock feel to their, and that's where Tony Storm's their women's champion. Right. Right. So they got this where Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. A lot of the the UK tournament guys all come from came there. from that promotion yeah. so and then 
why we're doing Ring of Honor for most of us. They've got they've got the so after progress, yeah, the Ring of Honor is a meet and greet, mm-hmm. or they're having like a convention thing at the convention center that they're having the UNO. Okay, yeah, so there we'll be going from progress right to there to do meet and greets with the Ring of Honor guys. Yeah, and I think they're doing like uh, panels and stuff like panels that. panels and you know the Superstore and stuff like that. We yeah. got at some point go to the WWE, WWE Store. I know that yeah. you don't want to go to Access. I don't want to go to Access, but I'll, I want to go to the gift shop. Yeah, the gift shop is almost it's huge as insane by itself. Yeah. as the actual Access. They're right next to each other. So yeah, we'll do that. I regret every time I don't go to Access, but then I go near it. I was like, oh, I do want to go in there. I wish I could just just go in there for like five minutes, just look around, because just the the stuff that they have set up, they they pull out I, all the giant I posters. Do it. And I do really the do want to do. They it, do a but... Hall of Fame museum thing where it's like they have a whole setup where you can go and you see gear, all the props like and stuff. Andre like that. Giants gear and Ric Flair robes and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool. So I've done it so many times that I feel like it's a waste. It's, it's a waste. It's a waste of money. Yeah. Well. Not, not. A, it's not a waste of money. It's that I have limited money and I'm spending it to go to shows as opposed to to see things I haven't seen before, as opposed to things I have. And which is why then, I do regret that we're not going to NXT. But we have what you have. But that's the thing. You can't. You have to pick one or the other. I have to go to the Ring of Honor show. We did not even entertain the idea of going to Hall of Fame on Friday night. Not it was at between all. Impact or WWN. Because is it, is it the Goldberg? Cheaper? I keep seeing them advertise tickets for the Hall of Fame, and I don't know if it's that I just don't remember it, but I remember feeling like it shouldn't have been this hard for them to get stuff for the Hall of Fame this close to the show as it has been. Because every time I've been to the Hall of Fame, it's always been sold out. Mm-hmm. I've had to buy tickets like off of secondary things to go to the Hall of Fame before. Yeah, I have no want to go to the Hall of Fame. But why? Is it because of Goldberg? No, it has nothing to do with Goldberg. I went and went one and went last year. I would rather go to a wrestling show than go sit and watch people but talk. Like, it depends on it depends on who's in there. Because if 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 the Undertaker got put in the Hall of Fame this year, I would have wanted to go. See, I would still want to because I, I watched like, it on TV. Well, I like the emotion of the the way they tell the stories and being I was, in the room and everything. The yeah. one that they did in New Orleans at WrestleMania 30, where Scott Hall got put in the Hall of Fame, Jake the Snake Roberts, I got choked up, mm-hmm. and then that Ultimate Warrior speech was ridiculous. That one combined with his what ended up being the last speech last he ever gave on Raw, it's it's just God. I bought like a baby that whole weekend. Kaiju battle is the last thing we're going to go see on Saturday. On Saturday, that's midnight Saturday night. Kaiju big battle. You will not be able to. You think you understand what's going to happen, and yet you still don't know. Because I mean, also, I keep I, forgetting this is that you've been to like three wrestling shows. Most of them have been Wildcat. And they've been and Wildcat one house show for WWE. So you haven't had a lot of variety. In your in ring, so I I completely forget about it because this is kind of the norm for I've been to a few of these and I feel like it's crazy and chaotic. I don't know what how you're feeling. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Already. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I feel like you're like I was. I don't want to go. Like, it's too much. Uh, we're gonna be doing interviews with a lot of the wrestlers. We're gonna be doing having a lot of we're, fun. We're gonna our plan You'll is drink. I'm gonna I'm not gonna drink the whole week. I'm, I'm gonna drinking, let I'm gonna let I'm you drink. drink. The whole you um, but we're planning on doing, like, uh, after we get out of a show, we're going to try to record for 10 to 15 minutes about the show we just watched. So we're going to try to get some initial reaction, um, depending we'll on how, how that goes. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then you might hear that the week after. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. And then, of course, Saturday is WrestleMania, which I'm not going to. Cannot believe you're not going so to WrestleMania. So WrestleMania, yeah, we, talk, we had this whole entire conversation, and I'm not even going to WrestleMania. This is the whole draw <laughs> for the reason why all this is happening. Yeah, But I'm it's also... It's the it's it's this specific WrestleMania where Shinsuke Nakamura is fighting AJ Styles, Mister New Japan. Mm-hmm. Did you realize that when New, when Nakamura won the Royal Rumble, no matter who he chose, whether it was Universal or WWE Champion, he, it would be a you, uh, a uh, Wrestle Kingdom rematch. Yeah, it really would be. Huh? So it was always going to be a New Japan if he won. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Because I like the AJ Styles Obviously, Nakamura match yeah. more than the Nakamura Brock Lesnar match. There's a reason I'm not going. My wife just had a baby, mm-hmm. and uh, I would rather He's come. Really cute. I'd rather come home and watch WrestleMania with her. And the same thing with so, Access. Yeah. You know, it the WWE. She's really. By the way, she's really mad that she's not going to the Ring of Honor because she likes Ring of Honor in New Japan. Just and she as wants much. to meet Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, and who's uh, also going to be Abushi, there. We're, so. we're not meeting. You know, there's too many names to mention that are all going to be there this weekend. I just want to touch, touch the WWE Tanahashi's is such, hair. The so. WWE is such a family-oriented thing that a lot of these other indie promotions really are catered to hardcore fans, which is not 
indicative of maybe bringing your kids to. I wouldn't say that yeah. it's inappropriate to. I would probably bring them to Ring of Honor. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't, know. I don't even know about that. I think the Wildcat show. The, the Wildcat, Wildcat shows I are always very I brought yeah. them to, so I would be yeah. fine with it. But do you think that, that Wildcat will... It, will this show be different than the normal Wildcat show? I would imagine it would be. I mean, because WrestleMania is already about a more hardcore wrestling fan in the first place. There's yeah. not a lot of families, I would imagine, coming. I'm sure there are. Well, but mostly it's just going to be your hardcore wrestling fans, especially on Thursday night. On, that's what I'm saying. People yeah. that come Thursday are the hardcore. hardcore wrestling fans. I really, if, if you're, you really got to go to the Wildcat show just because, so you know what we're talking about. And, and, yeah, and this you is gotta, an opportunity if you listen to this show and you're from out of town. This is an opportunity to see a Wildcat show. But it's also, they really are really good. I mean, Luke Hawks has been working um, with NXT. They really are trying to get him to come yeah, yeah. Be, in, be one of the guys working with them. That NXT... While they're not an official training school for the WWE, they're one of the one of the better schools in the country that they look at, along with Booker T's of, of guys that they'd like. Which the way they, they work together too. So they put on a really good show. So but the, the, but, but the access, like you know, access is something you should bring your kids to. And I you want know? to. But like, you, have I a, want you to. need to wait until that baby is a little older. Yeah, I have to like, make some memories. My, my baby at the moment right now is a month old. So, I mean, so that's what we're doing for WrestleMania weekend. So if you do see me or Sam um, walking around, make sure you stop us, say hello, take a picture with us. We'll post it on social media. Slap me on the butt. Don't do that. Slap Sam on the butt. You do that. That's fine. But don't slap Chris on the butt. So, yeah, look forward to seeing all y'all. It's going to... I can't handle so I we're, can't handle it. It's we're, too much. We're going to have this show, and then early sometime next week, we're going to do our picks for WrestleMania. So it's going to be early, probably Monday or Tuesday, so... Uh, we're gonna try to release the podcast early next week so we can everybody can listen to it before WrestleMania. But that's it. That's our show. That's what we're doing. WrestleMania. Yeah. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go leave us a review if you dig the podcast. Leave us a review. If you Five hated stars. It, leave us a review. If too. I meet you at WrestleMania weekend and you come up to me and be like, "Hey, I listened to the show," the first question I'm gonna ask is, "Have you ever left me a review on on iTunes?" Why would that be your first thing? It's you gonna be the that? first thing I say. You I should say, do. thank you, I appreciate now, the follow. Now, I'm, have you left me a review on iTunes? This is going to be the first thing. And if you say no, I'm going to be very upset with you. Mm. I'll still talk to you. You won't be very upset. He's oh. he's not being truthful now. I'm going to be drinking, so I might no, be He upset. might be, that's <laughs> fair. Never mind. I take everything I just said back. So we are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. And this is Sam Kiss. And we will see you sometime next weekend, hopefully on Mania Weekend. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys.